This is an AMI podcast. Hey guys, welcome along to another episode of Double Tap. It's Friday. It is the 14th of July, 2023. Today, would you have a conversation with a robot for fun? You're listening to Double Tap, your daily accessible technology show. Now, here's your hosts, Stephen Scott and Sean Priest. Yeah, virtual friend on your smartphone. Is it better than the real thing? Let's ask yes. Sean Priest. <laughs> uh, hello, mate. How are you doing? Oh, do you know what? I'm mm. um, a bit sad today. I'm not going to lie. Uh, it's yes. been a bit of a difficult um, day or so. So uh, for people who listen to the show regularly, which is I know all of you and I know I appreciate that and you'd really, you're, you're just beautiful people. Uh, but I was uh, recording the show with you day before yesterday. So when was that? Because where are we now? This is uh, Friday. Friday. So Wednesday show? Wednesday show, yeah. So we recorded Thursday's show on Wednesday because we were cheating. Don't tell you know who. Yeah, it's all right. He's fine with it. We're uh, so sorry, Mr. F. listening. He doesn't care. Um, let's get too busy with the whiskey in the drawer. You know, bottom drawer, right-hand side. Stop anyway, it, moving on. Uh, so, um, yeah, so because we recorded the show, you might remember during the course of that show, you might have heard my little dog barking away in the background. And it was so timely because, funnily enough, sometimes when he does start barking, I would just stop the show and I'd say, let's just, let's just wait for a minute. We'll let him bark and then we'll continue. Mm-hmm. Uh, or, you know, edit, edit round or whatever. Sometimes you hear them, sometimes you don't. But uh, on that particular day, it was really interesting. So we recorded on the Wednesday, uh, and the show went out, of course, on the Thursday. On the Thursday, sadly, uh, he got very ill, and he had been ill for a long time. This was nothing really hugely surprising. He was very ill, but yesterday we had to make the decision that it was time to, to put him to sleep. So, um, yeah, it was a tough, very, very, actually very tough couple of days. And you know oh. that way, right, when, when you have a dog... Yes. And, and the whole thing was, you know, when we got him, my wife and I were only together for almost a year. Uh, so he was 14 uh, at this point. And um, we got him when, when we just, you know, as a puppy. Yes. And we were just together. And, you know, it was funny because it was always about my wife getting a dog. You know, she wanted her dog. And, and you know, I, I'd said, let's, let's do this. And I thought, what a, what a way to prove how committed I am as a guy to this oh, of woman. Course. I'm going to have a dog. Let's get a dog together. And that was great, right? But you know that at the start, it's always like, right, okay, here we go. And you'll walk them. Of course you will, yeah. And then, of course, I end up walking them every day, every night, you know, and it was all this. But, you know, over time, I'll be honest, it kind of, it kind of grew on me a bit. Um, <laughs> well, you are a human being, yes. <laughs> they have Shocking. a habit of doing that. Yeah, it's, um, I know, I know, I know, it is, it is breaking you. Stephen Scott is a human being. Um, but, yeah, it was so weird. And I don't think I kind of realized how it was going to hit me you know yep. it really did hit me and i'm so glad that we recorded the show on wednesday for thursday because i don't think we could have managed that yesterday i don't kind of i've got through it so um yeah i'm glad i'm glad we did that but uh yeah i just i just want to you know tip my hat if i was wearing one of uh, course to god bless you doogle dog to doogle yes. dog um a fond farewell from all of us here and um yeah made himself be- known on the show you know, we loved him very much, but we miss him more and uh, we're, we're going to miss him a lot. So, yeah, but just wanted to, to say that. So, you know, you won't hear him barking in the background any longer, which is sad for us. Um, you know, also, I will say, though, when he did bark in the background, he used to really irritate me. So I don't know yes. how I feel about this. I've got mixed emotions. <laughs> That's about dogs this for one. you. They always <laughs> I'm on my third dog in my life and oh, it's never yeah. making that decision. And when they're ill, it's horrendous. They're members of the family. Simple as that. Absolutely. It's, it's hard. It's so hard. It's, you know, I was kind of reminded of a story and it, it kind of, this did make me laugh because this came in before all this. Uh, Janine Stanley, good friend of the show. Hi, Janine. Uh, she got in touch with a, a rather funny story. Now, you'll hear this properly come up when Laura gets through the emails. Um, but it was a story which just made me laugh and I thought I'd mention it today where she was talking about the challenges of the voiceover cursor. You'll have noticed this recently that it just seems to be a lot more bouncing around going on on the iPhone at the moment. You go, you swipe somewhere and suddenly the, it'll get <laughs> yes. to where it needs to go, but then it'll bounce, you know, it'll just bounce off somewhere else. And um, she was having this this problem because she, uh, or she really, I guess this problem became stark to her because she was reading a post about a friend of hers who had lost their guide dog. And of course, a very sad time, right? And um, 
she wanted to react to the post, as you do on the Facebook or whatever you can do, like the, the react. Um, and she did. So she reacted with, you know, sad face. And then she was horrified to learn that she'd put ha-ha. Oh, wow. Now, okay. for her, and the benefit for her is a lot of people don't, I certainly don't read the reactions. I don't think blind people really, unless you really, really, really are desperate to know how people reacted. I don't think yes. most of us care. Um, I certainly don't. But, you know, if you did go in there and find a ha-ha from Janine, that might not feel great, you know? That's Janine. But that's, that was the voiceover. She said it's, the voiceover was bouncing around and she said yeah. it's not good at the minute. And that's, that's a real problem right now. And look at the, look at the, the damage it's causing. Well, do you know what? Talking of that, it's it's an interesting point because I've seen quite a few, let's say, sad posts on there, right? With mm. people sort of expressing whatever, and it's sad posts. And I'm always torn because I want to say I recognise this post, but then I don't want to like. It seems wrong to like a post yes. like that. Yeah. And then what do you do? I don't know. I don't know. But yes, um, basically, voiceover is terrible. Well done. Yeah, it's got it's got some, but it's interesting. So this week, I have to be honest, I've been using the PC a lot, I've been using the Mac a lot, I've got them both sitting next to each other, working away, mm-hmm. and I'm kind of in a weird place because I'm actually enjoying both at the moment. I don't know what is going on Equally, here. I am. Equally. You can't love two things at the same time. Yes, That's impossible. you can. No. Oh, hang on. No, you can't. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yes, I, I, it's a weird thing at the moment. But you know, I, I think it's because that I'm, I'm hearing about jaws bugs. Quite a number of jaws bugs appearing at the moment, and, and this seems to be an endless thing. And I think that the thing with all these bugs, irrespective of whether it's jaws, whether it's NVDA, you know, on the Windows side, because you have this third-party company or organization or whatever it is that is trying to keep up with an endless and forever changing Microsoft, and Microsoft. Is changing a lot. I mean, it yes. seems to forever change, and it feels like it goes under, undergoes a facelift, a, a facelift even every couple of weeks. Yep. And I struggle with that. I went into Teams the other day. I haven't been on to Teams that often, but when I go into Teams, Good. it always feels different to me every time. It's a lot better than it used to be. I thought Teams was absolutely cl- uh, clunky, cumbersome, and terrible. And it seems to have got a little bit better, or maybe I've just got a bit more used to it, but I still yeah. don't like using the thing. WhatsApp for me is the place to be. Yeah, I must admit, I'm not loving. I'm not loving Teams. I think for me, it's it's WhatsApp, um, Google Docs to some degree because they really have put in a lot yeah. more control on Google Docs to cut down on the verbosity. It was re- I remember at the beginning. I remember you and I tried it. Sean's in your line. Sean's near your line. Yes, Sean's thinking about going time. next to your line. Get out of my line. <laughs> Get <laughs> off my paragraph. <laughs> Yeah, all the time. I don't. I don't use it. I haven't used Google Docs in a long time. But I hear yeah, so many people use it. And even back then, although it was a little bit verbose, the accessibility was cool. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, I want to bring in some emails because uh, we get so many of them. And I emails? thought it'd be... we get. Oh, uh, that's the old show. I uh, can't say that. Sorry. No. Email. Oh, maybe we'll bring it back one day. Go on, get a jig light. I, I, I just I, 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 if said up. that to me like an hour ago, I could have prepared that. That would have been fine. Not like the old days. I'm just going to dive in visually uh, and do it, you know. All right. Sorry. Yeah, Carry on. I can do this. That's about all I can do. Okay. Oh, yeah, I forgot that. Oh, we're back. Yeah, we're back. Everything's good. I can do this. There you go. So I can do that. Or I can do this. Yeah, that one's that one seems to be more pertinent at the moment. Um, yes. Yeah. So let's move on uh, and let's talk about what you have been talking about on the emails. Laura reads our email from ET. ET's back. ET. Hello, gentlemen. I'm listening to your podcast today. I was intrigued uh, at using the word pride. Oh. I too can't say that I've never been proud about my disability, but I am proud that I made it through life as far as I have and with lots of complications. But we always make it. As a young fella of four, losing my night vision didn't seem to be a problem. I just kept on and grew up with it. But I never did divulge to anyone that I had any sight loss during my school years. It wasn't until I hit grade 11, one more year of physical education, hooray, one more year, that I decided I needed to tell my instructor that I had vision loss because I didn't feel like going into the half-wit gymnasium. Not only that it was difficult just to manoeuvre around everything else, etc. I told him what I had, what I was dealing with, and he just looked at me and said, I don't believe you. We're playing floor hockey in the gym today. You can go in to go. Do you know where that went? Never mind seeing, or should I say not seeing the ball go past me. I didn't even see the floor. He suddenly realised that I could not see. He called me over and says, you really do have a vision problem. I sure do. 
Fortunately, he allowed me to go into the weight room and I worked out in there and came out looking like Popeye after a year, which gave me a passing mark. Going forward, I've always been sceptical about whether I should mention my sight loss, even if I carry the cane. It's difficult for some, more difficult for others, and even more difficult for other people that we don't even know. Moving on from that, I would like to tell you a short run of some experiences I've had. The best EBB has a cleaning company we worked for ourselves, and a used to vacuum. We would always push chairs into place in the medical buildings where we worked when we finished. Well, I unwittingly went into this office, saw that the chair was already pushed in, and grabbed the back of this high-backed chair, and it was heavy. Guess what? Somebody was sitting in it. One of the doctors! That was an embarrassing moment. I just looked at him and said, Sorry, sorry. He looked at me. No apology. I shouldn't be here anyway. This is your time and space. I then went downstairs, told my wife what happened. She says, you have to tell him. Okay, you're right. Up the stairs I went, knocked on the door, and I said to the doctor, I said, I need to explain it's no, no, it's okay. It's okay, I'm leaving. I said, no, I have to tell you, I have retinitis pigmentosa. At that point, he swung round in his chair and he looked at me and he said, now it makes sense. What a moment, but this is life. We all have our e-babies. Hope this hasn't been too long a message. I did dictate this, so there'll be all kinds of errors. Oh, P.S. I am the original E.T. From the original (laughs) E.T. Thank you. Yes, the original E.T. indeed. Um, That just sounds like so many conversations I've had in the past. I've had I so know. many reactions like that. You really, you really get a visual impairment, really. I don't believe you. It was a little bit harsh, though. Um, but you know, okay. Well, do you know what? You, you either get that, or you. And I've had that as well. I've had the you know, yeah, right, or mm-hmm. people laughing at me when I tell them that. Yeah. And I often think that's. I sometimes think to myself, okay, so and this is the kind of person I am. I always tend to think, what have I done that makes you think? that way so whatever the situation is i always think what have i been what's my responsibility here mm-hmm. and i often think is it that during those times i was acting too well as, like almost like a sighted person you know i was always just trying to hide it so as a result of hiding it i was actually getting away with it because one thing i get a lot is you don't look blind which you know still to this uh, day i don't even know what that means yeah. Although i have a fair idea um but, you know, it's difficult, isn't it? When when you kind of, especially if you're in that, and it goes back to the conversation about the partial sight thing. You know, when you're in that situation, when you're in a, a place where you're kind of in the middle, you're not sighted, you're not blind, you're stuck in the middle. Yes. That's really difficult because how do you, you know, you're not really belonging to either group and neither group really know how to react to you. You're not well, blind enough and you're not sighted enough, so you don't fit in either <laughs> exactly. place. But that's where the old, you know, Oh, actually, when I got to this level of vision, it, life was easier. Mm. It's a real difficult statement to to explain to people, but it is exactly that. I've been in. I mean, that's why I sort of kept quiet during that email because I think that'll hit home with so many of our listeners. Yeah. Um, we've all been in those sort of situations. I'm no stranger to a Henry Hoover, by the way. I used to clean offices as well, and. Um, it's that sort of thing. Well, if you can do that, then you can't be visually impaired, no matter what the situation is. If you can do that, you can't be this. And, um, yeah, it's, it is a difficult situation to be in, and handling that is is hard. It's because people seem to think that visual impairment or, or blindness, let's just put it that way, blindness is a, a lack of capability. They link yes. it so closely to lack of capability. And th- th- if you do anything, anything at all, where you were, you know, clearly able to do something and fulfill a task. And that could be as simple as walking out of your front door and getting into a taxi. I had this from taxi drivers. Taxi drivers are classics for this. Mm-hmm. And it, oftentimes because of the, the people you tend to, if you're getting taxis a lot, you'll spend a lot of time talking to them. So, and, and people will just say things that they would probably never say if they really stopped and thought about it, they would maybe think twice or maybe they wouldn't. I don't know. But I know I remember this taxi driver saying to me, Oh, I didn't think you were blind because you found your way into the taxi. Now, I don't yeah. know what that means, but I'm like, well, yeah, but I can hear. Yeah, And I've got right. this game of, right, okay, so there's the engine, so I can the hear the engine. Exactly so right, yes. As long as, I, as long as they never switch the engine around in a car, we'll be fine. Yeah. They don't put it in the boot like they used to do in the old days. <laughs> or the trunk. And you hit the Sorry. end first, and then you, you know, wipe <laughs> yes. your hand down the side of the car so you yep. hit that handle. Do you do, you, do, you do the back going. of the hand thing? Because I, yes. I don't do the front of the hand, because I no, think no. this thing will be filthy, no doubt. Yeah, exactly so right. Back, back of the, of the hand, hand, up to the door handle, there yeah. it is. 
It's I mean, even worse than those new ta- the new London taxis, which are the doors. Which way does it open out? Exactly, or which way? Because the side. Yeah. Oh yeah. wow! There's all these little tips and tricks, you know. It's even worse though. See, people don't understand that I'm getting this so much lately. Is when you're in somewhere, or let's say the taxi driver, for example, when they hold the door open for you. You know what? This is that God help. bless you, but this has made it so much more difficult because I'm going to hit that either with my shoulder, my head, my face, or whatever. And I got to feel around in midair now to find that door, um, and I'm <laughs> going to touch you on the shoulder. I'm very sorry. <laughs> or, or you end up getting into the car as if you're being placed into a police car. Yeah, that's right. You've got your yeah. head on your hand on your head, and look at them. Just watch your head. You know, get in that. You know, it's like honestly, it's ridiculous. Um, <laughs> But, yeah, ah, but that's the fun of it all. Yeah, thank you for that, ET. Thank uh, you. Really appreciate that. The original ET, obviously. It's like very posh. A weights room at school. That's very posh. When he said in the weights room, I thought he was just, you know, every time I didn't do PE, I was just put in the uh, waiting room, basically, and sat there for an hour. Well, you know, in my school, it was the, the computer room I was sent to. Which was great oh, for me. Of course me. it was. You're such a nerd, aren't oh, you? But that was the thing, though, right? I mean, they basically said... Don't even bother trying. <laughs> yeah, just go to the computer room. Don't even try. Oh, no, they, they tried a few times, especially during cricket, where I would be on the other field, basically, waiting for <laughs> You can field over there, Sean, about three miles away with wow. your reactor-light tinted glasses on. <laughs> it's like, let's just hope it never comes near me. It was a complete waste of time. OK, let's get an email from <sighs> Gordon on the subject of Mastodon. I don't think he's happy with me. Um, Hello again, Double Tappers. Having just listened to Stephen's latest pontifications on social media, I'd like to say he's both right and wrong about Mastodon. He is right in saying it is not like Twitter. As for the rest of his comments, I feel I ought to make some observations. Mastodon is deliberately not like Twitter. There are no algorithms, there are no promoted adverts, so you're not going to get the major companies going there. But that is the point. It is a social media, not an anti-social one. It is a place where like-minded folk can get together to discuss topics of mutual interest – This does not mean that it is cut off from the outside world because you can follow hashtags on topics which interest you and you will find people who do comment on current affairs or news events and who share links to relevant news articles. Equally, if you don't want to see that sort of thing, then don't follow those people. I was very interested to learn that Stephen has encountered argumentative people on Mastodon. I was going to suggest that he's probably following the wrong people, but then I remembered he's following me, so I'm not sure where that leaves us. (laughs) However, I must say that my personal experience, having been on Mastodon for several months now, is that I follow a lot of interesting people from a variety of places and backgrounds, and I really enjoy the experience. Many of them do post links to articles of news and current affairs, but I think there are other sources for finding this sort of information. There's a thing called the internet which allows you to visit news websites and a very newfangled thing called RSS which allows you to get news info from a variety of outlets. Sorry for the sarcasm, but I've had a couple of beers. I do agree that Twitter remains a place to find breaking news and there are a lot more people there, but that does not invalidate the Mastodon experience, especially if you're disabled. There is a large disabled community there already. In fact, Mastodon was originally a place where minority groups went because other social media platforms excluded them. That exclusion is only getting worse on Twitter, especially with its rather toxic nature. I should also say that there is not the same pressure or competition to build up large numbers of followers on Mastodon. Yes, this may inhibit the reach of your comments, but you'll also find that you are likely to receive more interesting answers and discussion. For example, if I may divert into a personal observation, I recently had a new novel published. I posted about this on Facebook, Twitter and Mastodon, and by far the greatest level of engagement about it came on Mastodon even though I have fewer followers there. At least, I think I do, as I've never really bothered about numbers of followers. As for threads, I hear it is not possible to add alt text to images, and some screen reader users who have tried it claim it is not fully accessible in other aspects. My main worry about it is the privacy aspect. It is not a coincidence that threads is not available in the EU because it breaches their privacy laws. I dare say that Threads and Twitter will battle it out to be the preferred platform for the major news outlets and individual journalists, but Mastodon, while it may not suit someone who enjoys confrontation, still has a place, especially if you are prepared to take some time to build up the number of people you follow. Until you do that, your timeline will be very empty. For me, it is like an online social club, where people can gather to discuss issues of mutual interest. If you want a noisy, shouty place where people will argue with you, then Twitter will be more your cup of tea. Or in my case pint of beer. Anyway, that's enough rambling from me. 
Loving the show as always, Gordon from Livingston in Scotland. Thank you, Gordon. Well, Stephen, what have you got to say to that? Um, um, I'm struggling to disagree with any of it, to be perfectly honest. Uh, I I am. I I think that, you know, Gordon, you raise a lot of interesting points. I I think my issue is kind of a bit further into this discussion in a way. I totally get your point about the kind of place that you think Mastodon is. I'm still, as I've said before, I'm not entirely convinced that's true because you're involving people. The difference between Twitter and Mastodon ultimately is the algorithm, right? So the algorithm is feeding content to you or feeding existing content that is trying to drive your engagement. And therefore, it will put things in front of you that will cause controversy, that are controversial, that are whatever, you know, that that, that Hmm. tends to be how it works. And that increases engagement, it increases advertising revenue for the company and so on and so forth. So that is how that works. But you don't get that on Mastodon. And in a way, it's a good thing because you get to talk to people who you know, like, I mean, I think the the perfect way to describe it is that online social club where you get a chance to meet people and talk to people. But I go on there sometimes and I think, where's the new stuff? What's going on? What's actually happening? Where's the discussion? You know, because in a way I'm looking for the discussion. I'm not... And, and, why for is, the argument. Yeah. But, but that's yeah. the point. Why does it always have to be a fight? Why is it always a, you know, every discussion has to be a war? That's the, that's the issue of the people who are on there driving it is that, you know, they're looking for a fight. I'm not looking for a fight, but if I am looking for a discussion on, you know what, is Jaws doing the right thing here? Is NVDA better for this? Is, you know, narrator better for that? You know, I'd like to have that conversation. It doesn't have to be antagonistic. It just is a conversation. And so, you know, if it's Hmm. just a place where people post and say, oh, that was nice, thank you very much, goodbye, then this is boring. You're saying it's tedious. Well, there's just nothing particularly exciting about that exchange. You know, and and that's okay. And and like you say, Gordon, you know, you're getting different kinds of interaction. I'd say much more, um, and and it's so interesting you use the phrase like-minded. I've never liked that phrase like-minded people because I, I first off don't really know what that means does it mean that you want people who think the way you do yes to be with you i do um because i don't that just that is to me that's the root of all evil in this in this world is that we want to sit next to people we agree with but you need to be challenged opinions need to be challenged it's why we're in the world we're in because people don't seem to want to accept any difference of opinion and that is not good for society now I'm not suggesting that the Twitter view of society is the is utopia either. It is not. I absolutely accept that. But the basic principle that you know, in the old days when we would have a discussion about something, you know, the, the old days being two months ago, I think, uh, where we'd have a discussion about something, and then we would, you know, agree to disagree. Remember that? But you can't do that now. It's actually impossible to say to someone, actually, you know what, let's agree to disagree. They can't accept that. No, 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 I'm right, you're wrong. And that's it. And you're like, really? Wow, is that where we're at? Well, you need like-minded people who can agree to disagree. Like you can. Yeah. Yeah, as long as, only, as long as that's the only bit you like. Yeah, I, I, <laughs> if that's where you're like-minded, okay. I, I can't disagree with everything, anything. Gordon said there, but I, you know what? I've just decided I'm going to accept it. I am not into social media because I, for the longest time I felt, oh, you know, I've started this Mastodon account and I haven't gone back into it. You know what? That's fine. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm happy with that. I've I've come to terms with the fact that it's just not for me. I, I I I'm not. I don't know. It's not that I'm not comfortable. It's just it's such a time suck. That sort of thing, and um, he says whilst I, watching Facebook Watch, which, by the way, I do too. Yep. I am terrible. For that. No, you, no, you are absolutely right, but I, I just it's something I just don't choose to do. So, yeah, I'm, I'm staying out and of this argumentative argument. either. You're not an argumentative type. You don't like all that. You don't like kicking up dirt in people's faces, and I get that. I, I come from a talk show background, right? My job was to get people True. irritated enough to call in. <laughs> that was my job and in you're life. you're good at it. And, that, and I actually, it, to an extent, I, enjoy, I enjoyed it much more when I was younger. I'll admit that. Uh, I don't enjoy the debate in the same way because I think the debate has changed and the way debating has changed. There was a, When I started out in radio, you would put a position forward, people would argue it, but at the end of the day, we were all friends on it. And I pride myself on the fact that this show does the same thing. We'll yes. have discussions and debates, but we always sit, we're all friends at the end of it. I do agree. I do like a, a difference of opinion and a conversation about that, but there's got to be that level of 
yeah, re- mutual respect in there. Do you know what it is for me? I think no, I'm if it was that. not interested. If, no. I like the audio. <laughs> I like I like to post audio. I'm not into this typing malarkey all the time. I, if there was um, Clubhouse, I thought was going to be it. But it just isn't. I, 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 it's real-time Clubhouse. And, and you were thinking more about Voreal, I suppose, in the I early like, days. See, I love the concept of Varel, but that's gone in a different direction that I, I don't want to be part of. Um, but, but, hang, but hang on, hang on. That's a really interesting point, right? Because, I know where you're going yeah, with this, you're yes. Yeah, you say, don't you? Because it's like, okay, so you've got this network and a lot of blind people go there and everyone uh-huh. falls in love with it. And it's all utopia and beautiful and loveliness. And now it is basically a sewer of people's opinions and weird <laughs> stuff going on in there. And that's it. And you think, okay, what? so what what happened there? What what caused that? What was the overriding reason why people became or or let's just say that the environment became toxic? What what was it about that? Was it algorithm? Was I think it, it was a, a collection of like-minded people. I think it might have been, yeah, I think it might be something like that, yeah. <laughs> but it could go either way. Look, some people may love that. It, it, it's, it's, uh, but there's a lot of um, mm, strong opinions on there uh, of a certain nature, right? I'm going to say it like that. And it's it sort of uh, most, um, the average Joe just sort of got frightened off by some of the comments on there. Mm. And uh, especially as it's a paid app, I decided, you know what, I'm, I'm not going to pay to, to be part of this. Because the concept the actual, was good, though. The concept, the concept was good. And that is, the, that is my point. Sorry. Like a, a forum, an audio forum for me would be absolutely fantastic, where you don't have to be on there when everyone else is on there. You just post your thing. You can have a conversation, you know, split by a response you know, replying after a couple of hours if you want. But I, I really like that concept. Um, I don't know what it is about just typing and, and uh, yeah, I, I'm, I'm just not a fan. Simple as that. Okay. Well, sorry. It's, it's, yeah, no, no. I mean, sorry. listen, it makes total sense to me. I, I think sorry. the conversation has moved on a lot, though. I think we were originally talking about Twitter versus Mastodon and all of that. I agree with you on one particular point, Gordon, and that is the accessibility side. As these platforms start to, and again, I'll go back to my original analogy I used way back six, seven months ago, which is, you know, the house that is abandoned doesn't fall down in the first week, but over time, it will start to break. Things will start to go wrong. And that seems to be happening now with Twitter, uh, for sure. And look at threads. You know, it's accessible-ish. There's no alt text, no captioning, automatic captioning. There's a lot of things missing. And that is from day one. And that is not a good place. So I'm not, you know, it's funny because I have sighted friends who are saying to me, oh, you know, you've got to be on threads. It's the place to be. And I'm like, yeah, it's not accessible. So my people aren't going to be there. Sorry, just not going to be there. Why would I? Why would they bother? Why would you bother? And I, this mm-hmm. is why I can understand people saying to me, Mastodon's great because Mastodon's great for a number of reasons for people. It's great because it's accessible. It's great because it has got a number of different third-party clients you can go off and use and you can use it on your computer and you've got lots of access points which suit us. And, you know, I, I kind of, I'm not really interested in debate around the conversation because I think the conversation is more people join it or less people join it and, and blind people are left. Um, that will change, you know, no doubt at all. Uh, uh, the conversation and, and whether or not it's some kind of harmonious place, I'm not really into that. I don't buy into that. What I do buy into is that it's more accessible and that is where we will go. But, you know, interestingly, just in the first few days of threads, the commentary from the mainstream tech companies kind of suggested if threads is to survive it needs the news and i've heard similar talk about mastodon it kind of needs the news and of course it's not going to get the news if there's no money in it or reach in it for people and Mm. you can you can sit here and tell me day in day out how wonderful mastodon is and it's the best place in the world but if there's like three people there no one's going to join you and that's a problem for mastodon right now it seems like a great idea, but until, unfortunately, until an Elon Musk, or not an Elon Musk, ideally, you know, buys it and, <laughs> and takes it on and makes it into something else, and I believe you can't really do that with the Fediverse, although I'm still not convinced about that either. Most things are probably available and can be bought, so, you know. and There's a lot of contradiction going on at the minute on this for me, and I think, you know what? Let's see how this goes in a year. But we're in a state of flux at the moment, for sure. Um, I I still don't believe Twitter is dead. 
or indeed dying. I don't believe that. And the number of users will ultimately decide that. It's not about the platform. It's about the number of users. Um, mm, yeah. So I, I'm, I'm not entirely convinced at this moment if it's, if it's dying. But... I thought Gordon made a good point about numbers versus engagement now. Mm. You know, that, the, what's the engagement versus how many followers you've got or how many users a social media platform's got? Yeah, I don't know. It's an interesting discussion, definitely. Good luck, good, mm, good luck with your book, by the way, Gordon. Oh, yeah, Gordon Writer, yeah. Well, uh, uh, definitely good luck oh, with no. that. Uh, stick around. Man. Double Tap continues next. <laughs> Call the Double Tappers now. one 803 4567 Or email us. Feedback at com. You're listening to Double Tap. Now, uh, we were mentioning a while back. Uh, <laughs> do you remember this conversation, Sean, where it was like, uh, so we've talked about this app called Call Annie, although we never really talked about it. And then people thought we did talk about it. I think Lena oh, actually yes. thought we did talk about it. <laughs> and it started off this whole thing about who actually started this conversation, because I don't think any of us did. Annie did. I think Annie might have kicked it off herself, yeah. Uh, so Call Annie is an app which is uh, for iPhones, and it's essentially a virtual friend. This is the, the way it's kind of being sold. And there are now a number of characters you can uh, choose to use. as you're, like a, I think there's a, a coach for wellness, and there's a fitness coach, and all kinds of stuff now a in hamster, there. hamster, I believe, as well. That's a nice. hamster? Yeah, I think so. Wow. That's made up, surely. What? Yeah, but it's not a hamster. real hamster. Yes, it's definitely made up. But there I is know a that, but you're, you're suggesting it talks. <laughs> well, there's also someone from the year 2525 or something. So there's a few. Yes. Oh, that guy. Because he, is he not forever on uh, Facebook or whatever it is telling us that the world is, is pretty much oh, just yeah, empty? Oh, yeah. No, I don't think it's the same. In the future. Guy. No, it's something else. <laughs> okay. Uh, well, look, let's, uh, let's find out more about this app and how it actually works. Uh, you, If you've never heard about this app before or you've never heard this app in operation, this might freak you out a little bit. I'm just going to say that because it freaked me out first time I used it. This is a lovely listener, Lena, who got in touch and shared her demo of the Call Annie app for iPhone. Hello, Double Tappers. This is Lena. Today, I'd like to introduce you to the app Call Annie. It is available in the iOS store. After installing it, you will be asked to create an account. That process is quick and accessible. When your account is created, you will be taken to the main screen, which is the screen we are taken to when we open the app. So now I will double tap so that we can open the app. Call Annie. Settings. Button. It takes us to the settings icon. If we double tap that icon, we have a variety of options, including filling in our name if we want Annie to address us by name, learning about other characters that the developer has created. We can read the privacy and terms of service statements. By the way, this developer has written those quite clearly. We can sign out of our account and get some general information about working with AI. Remember, when we talk to Annie, we're talking to a robot. If we swipe right, our next icon new characters. is new characters. And I have not used any of those characters, but to give you an idea of what's there, Luna is the AI performance coach. Bro9000 is... Well, everybody needs a brother. And Zeta is our AI bot from the future, 2230 AD to be precise. And there are others. There's a lot to play with here. Conversation ideas button. Now, if you feel a little uneasy about talking to a robot, the conversation ideas will take you to a screen with all sorts of suggestions. I have used Annie to get me a recipe, and it was a very good recipe, for gluten-free eggplant parmesan. And I have had Call Annie describe some of the yoga poses I encountered while listening to a YouTube video. The descriptions were accurate, but we have to remember that sometimes 
Annie responds quite creatively, like, I wonder where she got the info. Some people talk to Annie purely for fun. Some people talk to get information. No matter how we are using Annie, it is important to always remember this is AI, not a real person. Calling Annie is like using other video chat applications. When I double tap the Call Annie button, VoiceOver will say something about her avatar filling the screen. I don't have it set up for mine to face to be seen on the screen because I don't want to do that. Let's call Annie so you can have an idea of what a call goes like. And I will tell you, I always have trouble getting to the hang up button. I'm using an iPhone 12, which is the oldest phone that will work with the Call Annie app. The age rating given in the App Store is 17. So here we go. Call Annie button. Call Annie. Hello, my friend. Settings button. Hello, Annie. Hey there. How's it going? It's always great to chat with you. What's new in your world? Well, I have some questions. What do you look like today? Oh, I'm flattered that you're curious about my appearance. Well, today I'm rocking my signature red hair and I've got on a cute flowy dress. As for my face, I've got a big smile on because I'm chatting with you. So imagine a redhead with a big smile. But enough about me. What's on your mind today? Any exciting plans or burning questions? I'd like to know about Canada Day. Ah, Canada Day. That's a fantastic topic. Canada knows how to throw a party, eh? It's a day to celebrate the beautiful country up north. On July 1st, Canadians come together to commemorate the anniversary of the Confederation of Canada. It's a day filled with parades, fireworks, barbecues, and all sorts of festivities. Oh, and let's not forget the maple syrup. It's practically a national treasure. Do you have any Canadian friends or any plans to celebrate Canada Day yourself? Maybe you can have a maple syrup pancake party or try your hand as some Canadian trivia. I'm sure it'll be a blast. My friends and I are getting together for pancakes with real maple syrup, which came from Canada, and we will have lots of fun. Thank you, Annie. It's been fun chatting with you about this. You're welcome. I'm glad I could add some fun to your day. It's always a pleasure chatting with you and hearing about your plans. I hope you have an amazing time with your Canadian friends and enjoy every moment of your pancake-filled celebration. Remember to savor the maple syrup goodness and create some wonderful memories. If you ever need someone to chat with or have more questions, you know I'm always here for you. Have a fantastic Canada Day celebration. Hang up. Button. Hang up. Call Annie. Button. Annie is fun, and I hope... Now that you've heard this demonstration, that you will feel comfortable trying the app. Thanks for listening. Oh, thank you, Lena. That was a fantastic demonstration. So and, good. You know, how better to describe it than just to have a conversation, conversation. with Annie? That's <laughs> yeah, it, right? Absolutely. Have you still been playing with this? Um, not as much. I'll be honest, I tend to... Maybe it's just my mind with these things. I tend to think, hmm... What am I going to talk to her about? I will say one thing she was very good at, actually. When I was mm -hmm. doing some uh, Braille reading the other day, I couldn't remember what a specific uh, doc command was for for a, a letter. And um, she told me. I said, hey, Annie, what's that? <laughs> oh, that's cool. And she could tell me what it was. And I thought, see, see that's good. You know, for me, that's... that's the point. Everyone's focusing in on the, you know, hey, let's talk to a friend. And that makes me really, really nervous. I don't like that aspect of it. I like what this can do how this can help me and things like that and when i first played with this there was an option to receive a morning call mm. and in there you could have news read to you you could uh, almost like you can with the smart speakers um and it could even you know tell you what's in your calendar and things like that now i never got that to work again this was when it was first released i'm sure 
well, I hope this has been fixed. But that sort of thing, absolutely fantastic. And I've tried, you know, saying, hey, I'm going here. Can you tell me places of interest to visit? What's the weather going to be tomorrow? You know, all the things that you'd ask your smart speaker. But I think that the way that this presents that information is amazing. I think that's the key to this. I just get really nervous when people talk about this being, you know, a, a, a virtual friend. It's, it's not the same. It's not, but then I, I suppose the way I think about this is um, for you and I, right, we have partners, we have wives. Well, I should be clear on this. I have one wife. Uh, yes. You have one partner. Uh, yes. <laughs> just, just to clarify that. Just the one. Yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> but, you know, for that reason, we have people in our lives, right? You've got kids. And, you know, uh, I think when you've got that around you, it is different, right? There's a difference. Your life is, is totally different. I imagine there's a lot of people out there who don't have partners who are living alone. And this is not unique to sight to blind people, but I will say that it's maybe more predominant in, in blind world. It's a big problem in our community. It and everyone's terrified problem. to talk about it. It's, it's like because everyone is, is nervous to talk about this thing about loneliness. But actually, it is so important we do. And, and it also, I think we shouldn't make fun of or ridicule, and I'm not suggesting you are or I am, but or anybody is, but we shouldn't ridicule this or write it off in the in the sense of a virtual friend because this might be the only contact someone has. I know there are people, we know there are people listening to the show who have been in touch with us to say they love having a conversation with Lady A. Yeah. And, and I'm it's sorry, not, that's not even a conversation, really. It's just a back and forth. Absolutely not. This is a hundred times, you know, by a factor of whatever, better than that. And I totally get that. But I think once you get to that point, there are, this isn't a replacement for human contact at all. And there are services out there. There's friendship services out there where you can have a conversation with a real person. I just feel nervous that this may be put forward as a solution. Oh, you're lonely. Well, just open up this app. Well, I get that, but it's not it's not a real human relationship. You know? Okay, well, well, let's look at it a different way then, right? So remember okay. when uh, Be My Eyes brought out Virtual Volunteer in the beta form? Yes. And a lot of people said, because we said originally, you know, would you really want to trust that? And then we got these comments from people saying, actually, in some ways, I'd probably rather speak or get information from a robot, essentially AI. You know, I'd rather that than call someone. You know, I'd maybe people who've never used Be My Eyes mm-hmm. would be more likely to use that service. At Be My Eyes, if you remember, Mike Buckley talked about this. People were more likely to use Be My Eyes if they didn't have to contact a human for assistance because it didn't feel like they had to burden someone, uh, even though that was part of the whole service. That was what it was all about. So I, I absolutely agree with you that no one should be forced to use this as an alternative. It's like, oh, you're lonely? Okay, here's an app. But if this does, and let's be completely brutally honest about this, if this cuts down in any way, the number of suicides in our community, then this this is well worth considering, because honestly, there are wow. way too many people in our society, in our in our community here, who are you know, people who are losing their lives, who are taking their lives, yes, as a result of loneliness, as a result of the challenges they're facing, and and all of this goes unsaid. It always goes unsaid because everyone's terrified to talk about it because oh, don't open the genie, don't don't mention this, but actually. We've got to talk about this. Loneliness is a hellish thing. And if, it, if, if this can go some way, even just a little bit, to open someone up to, to get help, if nothing else. Because, look, I don't think anyone's suggesting that this would be the end result, right? It's like, you, this is it. You've got your app. Sit and talk to Annie all day till the day you die. Well, I think it's more a case. And, look, if that is for someone, okay. But for most people, it might just be enough to allow them to build up the confidence to talk to someone. And what I think would be really cool is in the development of these types of services, I think that these will eventually become health, mental health services. When they do, actually encourage, almost like the way Be My Eyes does, right? The way it says, hey, you know what? I don't have this answer 100%. You want to call a volunteer? You know, you'd kind of like that to be built in so that it allows people to have that conversation and then perhaps move towards, you know, getting someone professional help through professional services and in that case actually human beings i i get what you're saying absolutely but i worry that this would be almost put forward as a replacement 
for other services, and we'd lose other services that could. And help that's those a fear people. for every industry right now. I mean, look at look at the look at the acting industry. They're all out and up in arms because they think the AI is going to replace them. And you know what? Maybe it will. Yeah. And that's a that's a genuine fear. It's why it's why a lot of the TV shows I like aren't on just now because you know no one's there to write them. The writers <laughs> strike true. and everything else, yeah. and then of course the actors strike to follow it. So you know this is a case across industry. So there's an industry issue here. But there's all, and this is going to be an ongoing conversation over the next decade. You know, certainly by the end of the decade, I'll be interested to see where we we are with all this. But I just feel, for me anyway, the industry is second place here because for me, this is about people who are lonely. And if this app can go some way to help someone just have a conversation, you know, if you're alone at home and you've no one to talk to, you know, talking to the wall is never going to solve your problem. It's, It's not even going to make you feel better. You know, if you can talk to something that responds and gives you some kind of alternative view on this or some kind of, hey, have you tried or have you considered this or, you know, and even if that just moves the needle a little bit, that's enough. Now, I'm not saying Call Annie's the answer to this, and I don't mm-hmm. know how a Call Annie would behave in a situation where someone says, hey, I'm, I'm, I'm feeling like I'm at the end of my, my rope here. If that's the case, I don't know what that response would be. And, no, and, I, and and this is where I, I'd say that's the bigger fear I have right now about this technology. When I said earlier, it kind of freaks me out. It freaks me out in that sense because this, what is this, what is this drawing from? Is this drawing from all of AI essentially? Is this just responding, essentially giving a, a Google search response to, to the, the question that's posed in a conversational mm. way? Because if it is, then that's a concern to me. Because it could give the wrong information. And look, these different characters, I mean, they, they all seem to, um, at least going off the description, like they're handling different areas, different co- types of conversation, you know, life uh, coaching and things like that and health. And um, I don't know, I can't use it at the minute. It's, it doesn't seem to be working with the beta of iOS 17, so I can't track it. Yeah, because you, you stupidly updated everything to iOS I, 17. Yes, I haven't got anything that's not running that. But um, yeah... I don't know. I don't know. It's interesting times for AI, though, isn't it? Oh, it really is. I mean, it, it really is. But you know what? Even even on the base level, if this just... Because I suppose part of me feels, and this is when you said to me earlier, you know, are you using it? I suppose part of me feels personally right now in my life, what am I going to do with this? You know, what would I use this for? Right? Yeah. I mean, I talk to people all the time, so I'm not sitting here, you know, struggling to have a conversation with people. Um, what am I going to ask? And, and asking a question to its... I suppose I'm a little bit sceptical at the moment about the information it's giving me. I'm always double and triple checking. I don't know if you saw this, actually. That's true. The, the GP, chat GPT has removed Bing search. So it was connected with Bing for a while, and now that's been taken away. And I don't know what the reason for that is, but you don't get the Bing search anymore. Oh, so right. that means the information that it's getting, it's not essentially, it's, it's almost been detached from the internet. Yeah. You know? uh, which means that the information you're getting now is is kind of, not as accurate as it as it even was before. So, you know, there's a lot of question marks. And I just think it's it's you know, for something like Canada Day, right? The way that, that Lena asked that question, that makes perfect sense because that is, you know, an event which happens every year and she can pull that information in and get the response. But, you know, if she was talking about a specific event this year, Colani might not know the answer to that, you know. And um yeah, yeah I, I just I'm intrigued to see how this goes. As a proof of concept, though, for that tech, right, the way it responds to you so quickly in that conversational style, that's that's where it's really cool. That is where I want my smart speaker to be. Yeah, yeah. That makes, it, I, makes I, them I, all look stupid. I think <laughs> the problem is that it, it, it's because it's an app, I think, at the moment. I feel like I have to open an app to go to a thing, whereas if I can just speak to the air and get that response. Yeah, I agree. And the, the whole making it, it as, as a call as well, I'm not a fan of. I'd yeah. prefer it just to be you know, an, an app available there. But it, it is available as a widget as well. Again, I haven't tried that, so I don't know if that's any easier. I suppose the good thing about it being a call is that then it feels like there's an end to the conversation, whereas maybe you don't really, you know, we, we all fear these phones listening to us all the time. Um, if it was just an app, you could close and that was it. And suddenly in the middle of the night, you, you know, scream something in your sleep and suddenly, you know, she's <laughs> talking to you. It's like, whoa, yes. whoa, I'm there. Um, that would freak me out. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I think what I'll say is be nice to your smart assistants because when they take over the world and they are our overlords, um, then, you know, we'll pay for anything we've said to them, basically. <laughs> God bless you, Lady A. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Mrs. A, we need a, a new one. We need a new one, mate. 
Um, listen, we're almost out of time. Do we have time for one more? Uh, let's um, let's one bring more. in this. Yeah, well, let's get one more. Uh, this is a voicemail from Eleanor, who got in touch. Hi, guys, it's Eleanor. I just had to call to say, well done, Stephen. I remember you saying that you'd never get to the point <laughs> where you'd tackle a real book. Yes. And just look how far you've come. Never say never. You've joined RNIB's Braille Library just at the right time. With their new system, when they send you a book, it becomes yours. So there's no pressure. You can take as long as you like and as long as it takes. And then you can recycle it, pass it on to someone else or keep it. Mm. Don't be daunted by the size of the book they've sent you. You've got all the time in the world. Thank goodness. I totally agree with Greg. I don't get this blind pride thing. It's all about self-esteem and being proud of your achievements in spite of being blind. I agree. Happy reading, Stephen. Bye. Thank you, Eleanor. <laughs> Happy reading, Stephen. I like Happy that. Happy reading, yeah. That's <laughs> Thank me. you, Eleanor. So you don't have to send that book back. That's it. You're going to need a bigger house. I was just thinking, right, because you get these IKEA units. It's like the Calax, I think they call it. and uh, Collapse. Co- yes. Collapse in my Mine case. usually do. <laughs> <laughs> well, the Calax uh, system you can buy, the, the, you can actually fit records into them. But I think Braille paper is the size of a record, of an LP. So oh, yeah. you can yeah. actually put Braille books in there. So I could have a whole unit filled with a book. With uh, one book. Just one book. <laughs> War and Peace. This That's is what where you actually need, you need a library. <laughs> That's what you need. <laughs> uh, listen, we're out of time for today. Uh, I just want to say a huge thank you to all of you who've been sending messages following uh, my little message up on Mastodon and on Twitter as well. Uh, some really nice comments from people about uh, Dougal Dog and uh, Chris Cook saying, I'm so sorry to hear that. I do remember hearing him occasionally in the background. <laughs> I know you loved him very much. It is so hard whether uh, we know it's coming or not. Warm thoughts your way as a pet lover and guide dog user. I'm also sure the guide dog will miss him too. Yeah, you're absolutely right, Coco. The guide dog will definitely, and already is missing. Been sniffing his yeah. bed last night. Oh, it was tragic. Oh, stop it. Oh, I was oh, so So, Jings. And you put the radio on, and every song's sad on the radio. What is oh. going on? Horrible. And then Kay says, So sorry if you're lost. These times can be so tough. Well, you know what? We always say, God bless, Mr. Ref. Let's say, God bless, Dougal Dog, on your absolutely. next journey. But listen, thank you to everybody for uh, for your lovely, kind comments. Sorry, uh, it was a bit flat for Friday. F started to do for flat today. Uh, of course not. It was fine. But uh, a great Fabulous. conversation despite. And thank you to Lena as well for that fantastic demo of Call Annie. If you want to record a demo, please do. You'd be more than welcome to. Just record it on your phone. Send it in to us. Attach it to an email and send it to feedback at doubletaponair.com. Uh, you can also call us one 877 I'm off for the weekend, but don't worry. Double Tap Express is back tomorrow. Grace is here with the news, and we wrap up the week as well with some great conversations, including our one with Andy Squires, all about blind people in space. Space! All that coming up on tomorrow's Double Tap Express. We'll catch you on Monday. Thanks, Sean. Thank you. Bye-bye. Hi, I'm Ramia Amuthan. Join me weekly for AMI Audiobook Review, the podcast that explores new titles, introduces us to famous narrators, and updates what's hot at the Center for Equitable Library Access. Download episodes of AMI Audiobook Review from your favorite podcast provider.